Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. As a reminder, everyone, Monet and I are not experts on relationships, fitness, health, science, sex, um, uh, law. Well, I'm an expert on sex, baby. <laughs> Again, we are not experts on that. Please do not claim that. I think this is, we are not experts on any of these fields. All of our advice is just for entertainment purposes only. Solamente entertainment. Um, so you're not experts in drag? Uh, it, I'm an expert in drag. If it, if 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 it refers if it refers to anything regarding safety, no, I'm not an expert. Listen, let Monet's your drag expert. I am I am just a person on the internet. What do I know about drag? I'm just I'm just some bitch who won drag race by accident. <laughs> so please do not take any of our advice um, uh, 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 to the bank. This is for enter- entertainment purposes only. Hello, Mona. How are you? Why <laughs> oh, you got that face on? Well, I'm irritated because I don't have equipment. <laughs> my equipment never made it off the bus, um, and so I'm using my computer microphone instead of the my little handheld mic that I always use when I'm on the road. Um, so that's a little bit annoying. And of course, you take the light and me being annoyed, which annoys me even more. How am I taking delight? Well, I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe we should have Jay replay the laughter that that started ensued at the very top of the episode. I was, the laughter was not because of your your pain. The laughter was because of you as the thing, and you have this little smirk. It's just a smirk. You go, you adjust your glass, and you go, "Hello, Monet." <laughs> like I'm here for a fucking job interview. Well, you you fuck? take joy in my pain. You've said it several times. You love when I'm annoyed. This, you you take joy I do. In I do. My misery, which is very odd, but. <laughs> But not today, though. Um, so I don't have a microphone, and I just don't like making like a low quality things. And I know that the audio is going to be bad. And it's because I have. Oh, so how do you explain? How do you explain the last uh, thirteen years of your, of your career? Um, Monet inspired. <laughs> and I had one of these episodes when I was in when we did the Renaissance one. I also didn't have did, did. audio then either. Yeah, my audio was my. I didn't have a microphone. Something we did an episode about Renaissance. Yeah. 
we did when I was going to see the Renaissance store. Oh God, I got it. We didn't do like a. That didn't we, it was called one of the Renaissance. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, do you even watch Joe Tamar? And I didn't. And I didn't have um, a cord, like like one cord. It's like it's really annoying sometimes when you when you like travel and you pack everything you need, and then like literally one you don't have one cord. And if you don't have this one cord, you might as well have not packed the other stuff. You ever have that happen to you? I I can't say that I have. <laughs> That's not. I've been there, bitch. You forget who's been this podcast five years. Bitch, I said what I said. Asking you as a courtesy. Is this how you didn't have any bad wigs on season 10? Is it just like that? <laughs> well, I have um we have debunked that. I had two bad wigs on the whole season. We have we have figured that out. I mean, you know, it's a matter of it's a subject, right? Subjective, so people are really into this one that I wore that I posted the other day. People love these blonde dreads, honey. I love them too. It's Ever Scissorhands. Ever Scissorhands made me made me a, a lock wig. Uh, it was inspired by Whoopi Goldberg and Jumping Jack Flash. And I was like, honestly, I might wear this for like my real life, like real life locks. Like I might wear, just wear them around town. But they're in my storage unit, and I have not seen them since I moved to LA. Really? Do I? Let me look it up. I don't know what this wig looks like. Hold on, Jumping Jumping Jack Flash, Whoopi Goldberg and Jumping Jack Flash, and it is it is an ex, it is an exact replica. Of Whoopi Goldberg's hair and Jumping Jack Flash, like what is Jumping Jack Flash about? It's a movie where she's like a uh, she is working on like international espionage, and this this guy like basically writes her on her computer, and he's like, "I need your help. I'm I'm like in trouble with the government, and I need you to like." She's like a data analyst, or she works at a bank. She works at a bank, and she's like, "I he's like I need your help because I'm like in trouble with the government." It's a very it's, honestly, it's not a great movie. It's not a good movie, but it, but but Whoopi Goldberg looks stunning in it. And there's this, uh, a scene where her dress gets caught in caught in this um like a paper shredder, and then it's like it starts ripping off, and her dress ends up being really short. And then she does this like lip sync. It's, it's a baby. It's really it's really cute. Well, I, I, you you had you you wore. I mean, not the same, but you had a similar wig that your mom had that you wore when we did the episode. A little. Oh yeah, I like that wig. Yeah, I like that wig. But I gotta get my Jumpin' Jack Flash wig out of storage. But I don't want, really want to go into my storage. And I was thinking about. Oh, by the way, you might want to do this with me, but you don't care about your costumes. You'll sell your costumes on fucking Etsy for three dollars. But I was thinking about getting um finding a uh place that does archive archives your clothing for you and like takes care of it because you know it, it's more than just keeping you have to like keep it and, and like spray it and like with, to get make sure that the bugs don't get to it which ends how did you find this i didn't know that this, this, that's so crazy that this is that there's such a niche service that is offered well i found out about it because so my breastplate for this tour was done by the guy who did raja's laser outfit right for uh the lights runway and uh, i met him he's a really cool guy and um, I, I asked him, I was like, well, I have to ask you. I heard the rumors about the outfit that was so expensive and Raja couldn't even keep it. And Raja wasn't even allowed to keep the outfit that was so expensive. And we, and we remember we asked Raja, too, on the uh, on the episode of our podcast that, that may or may never be released. Um, and he was like, yeah, I just keep it in my, like, pressure uh, climate controlled room where I take care of it and stuff. And it's just like. And, and then Madonna has this room where, like, she keeps all of her stuff, not just in a closet in her house. It's like, it's like in an archive place that, like, takes care of costumes, specifically as they as they age. It's probably so expensive. But I was thinking we should go in on it together. 
I'll, I'll be down to do that. There are some. That I, I don't think I'll put everything in there, but there are some pieces that I would like to put in there. Not everything, though. The sponge dress. I think the sponge dress. You, you've done it dirty. It's like I don't even know. Think that dress is. It's it's, it's girl at this point because I don't think I know there's an Abamone went into a pool in the dress, put it in a trash bag while it was still wet, and then took it to World of Wonder, left it in World of Wonder in the mildewy bag for like months. Tried to grab the dress back. I was like, this dress is a biohazard. Well, that's not true. That's not completely true. I got in the pool, and then I didn't live in L.A., so we only had like a day for it to dry. So we had it at Taylor's house in his bathtub trying to dry it, but it didn't completely dry. It was wonderful for a while, too, though. Yeah, so after that, because um, the reunion was shot after I shot my, was, be- was shot before my video. But I don't know why we went back to World of Wonder, actually. I don't know. Where I don't is know. it now? It's in my storage unit. Biohazard. They're, they're inside ecosystems <laughs> living in that dress. It's literally sponges. I mean, obviously, it takes a long time for sponges to dry because their whole thing is retaining water. <laughs> so, girl. Also, in Europe, real quick before we get into the advisory, by the way, this is an episode of advisory. Baby, let's right now. The the knock-knock enter in Europe, the, the, the knock is curdy. They knock and open the door at the same time. Oh, at hotels? Yeah. Well, it is a thing. Sometimes they open. Well, also because, so they knock on your door for service or whatever you, it is you need. Sometimes they come as early as 9 o'clock in the morning. Why are you knocking on someone's door at 9 o'clock in the morning? Hey, That's hey, I just got to knock at 8 o'clock at night. It is 9.24 at night right now. I'm like, it's 9 <laughs> o'clock at night. Go home. <laughs> so it's like when they knock, they all, sometimes you're in the bed and you're like, not right now. You hear the knocking because they can't hear you. So I just never respond until they open the door. I say, no, I'm okay. I don't need any, I don't need any service. Because like, they can't hear you. You're like, no, no, please. <laughs> also, okay, Were you at the age, I don't know if this was a Southern, North, we never got this in the South, or at least not my age range, where there was this bit where people online were going, boy, did you ever do that at school? The, the guys that did that at school, boy. No, I saw it on the internet, and the, it looks like people like your age, maybe a little bit younger, like 30, 28 to thirty three, and they all look like northerners, and they all go, like they're like, boy, you never even heard of this? I had never seen that. Never, I don't know what's going Jacob, on. Jacob, right do you now. know about this? Jacob, Jacob's thirty. Jacob, do you know about this? Allegedly, I'm twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> all right. And, and, and have you heard of this thing? No. Damn. Do you know that there's this prison in Louisiana where the prisoners are literally, like, legitimately picking cotton as part of their, like, as part of their punishment? I mean, prison work is slave labor, so. Yeah, it's the Angola prison in Louisiana. They are picking cotton. I don't like that name. Bobbing. I don't like that name. Right, Angola, right? Something about it don't feel right. While being watched by white dudes on horses. And it's because it sounds like Anglo-Saxon, that's why. That's what it is in my head. Oh. Uh, by, 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 while being watched by white guards on horseback with rifles. There's probably some black guards in there, too, but that's a different story. <laughs> For a different day. That's just, the fact that that, if it, that, that is, exists in 2023 is just that visual. It's crazy. Welcome to the Wild Wild West. So I like to be in front of a curtain. We need to get curtains at home. I may have curtains at home, but you and Jacob... Why? Why? Why the curtain? You and Jacob don't like when I sit in front of curtains for some reason. 
Because it just it just feels like you're sitting in front. It feels like you're sitting in front of a window, like a, a It doesn't feel I exactly. I am sitting in front of, and it's not it's not giving. Oh, what are you giving, honey? I'm giving glam. With your boats in the back, let's start. Let's let's ask some questions. <laughs> the boats in the back. All right. Hey Bob. Hey Monet. My name's Quinn Sirius. Um, I have a question. So I personally don't have like a drag mom or drag family. I really don't have drag friends. Um, do you recommend getting that sisterhood, those drag uh, siblings, like a drag mom? Because I personally just put my makeup on, my wig on, throw my hips on, do my stuff, go home, take that shit off. And I, I don't really have that like big bond with everybody. I just literally do what I do and go home. Do you recommend getting that? Queen Sirius sound a little antisocial, don't she? Hi, Quinn Sirius. I think she said Queen Sirius. Uh, oh, Queen Sirius. She said Queen Sirius. Um, for me, I mean, listen, I don't think the answer is no, you don't have to. Um, because you're clearly getting along fine. You're working, you're doing what you need. I think that with any field that you're in, like there is, especially drag, I, I found for me, a lot of my drag, a lot of what I, how I learned drag was A, just being in the field and doing it, but also like the sisterhood I have with people like Bob, like Jasmine, like Pixie, like you just, when you are work with other queens and you like hang out with them, you just, you just learn little tips and tricks that you didn't even, weren't even aware, aware of that existed. And it's just, it like fosters, it, it's, well, for for me, it naturally fostered this community of like camaraderie and sisterhood and like friendship and like a bond that we started to create and share. But if you are someone, do, do you find? I wish you could talk to them. Do you find that this this it's is this this uh this perpetuates in other parts of your life? Like, are you at uh, if drag is not your full time job? Does this happen at your office? Are you like this with your family? Do you just like kind of just being a loner and like hanging out by yourself? If so, that's fine. Because I don't think you have to have these these bonds and these friendships. But I think for me, it made drag more fun. There was an aspect of getting together and painting together and going out to a club together and doing and doing group numbers and doing a duo. And like that aspect of drag really spoke to me and really, uh, it was really fun for me. It made drag more fun. So, but if you don't need that and you got your gigs and you got your and you're doing your thing, you're making your own wigs and you and you don't need that, then go off. I don't think you have to do it now. I was trying to find Queen Sirius online, but maybe I'm saying her name wrong. Um I'm trying to think if we knew any loner queens. And Holiday's Holiday's a loner. I thought y'all was I thought she had friends. I thought her and I thought her and Dallas were friends. Her friends. And her went to uh, Fire Island that one time and yeah. Well, that was a gig. We were there for work. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe she, maybe maybe loner is too much of a strong word, but I know, like, I don't know, like, no, I guess Holly is, is not a loner. Um, uh, was mahogany kind of? You remember mahogany? Mahogany was a, but a lot of people also made fun of mahogany. Like mahogany was trying, but people made. Was, people didn't make fun of hockey. Yeah, they did. You remember what I used to, yeah, I mean, we used to think about mahogany back in back in the day before before Instagram and TikTok. We, we were all on Facebook, and um, mahogany didn't have a last didn't have a last name. So her Instagram <laughs> mahogany. Her Facebook name was Mahog. <laughs> Mahog Annie. So people used to call her Mahog. 
Mahogany was uh she was Mahogany was a messy little queen, but she was like she was very sweet. Girl. sweet though, but but like I mean we didn't well, you know what you know why Mahogany was what didn't hang out with a lot of people? I remember now, because she lived in New Jersey. That was what it was. I remember that Mahogany lived in New Jersey and all the other queens. Most of us lived in Brooklyn or Manhattan, and a few of us lived in a few of us sad cases lived in Queens. <laughs> AKA the bitches that can't afford to live in Manhattan or Brooklyn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember her name was Mahog. Shout out to Mahogany. I had I had a lot of fun time with Mahogany when whenever she did pop up at the club. But yeah, she was the one of those who would just pop up. She drove. That was that was a few a few uh, uh, Thorgy, Monet, Mahogany. Who else used to drive? There was a few queen. Oh, uh, you remember that queen um, Bella Biscotti? Bella Biscotti. She lives in LA now. I, I think she's back in New York now, actually. Oh, she was she was working for Troy C. Ford for a while. Yeah, I think she's like, she's like I'm back in LA or back in New York or something. She's like, I can't remember. Mahogany was also one of those queens, y'all. She like y'all know not just queens, but people in your life, your auntie, your uncle, someone that just walks in like a storm. Like they come in and they are just they are just just a lot going on. Anytime, anytime Mahogany entered the space, it just was like a lot going on. Peppermint is also a storm. Peppermint, hurricane peppermint every time. It's a hurricane. What she hurricane Vanjie is a storm. Vanjie's a hurricane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you need, you know, I'm one of the, I, I'm a people person. I like people. I'm not one of the folks who goes, I don't like people. I. <laughs> what is this? I do like people. I'm a very. You do like people. You do like people. You just. <laughs> you like to bully people too. But I like people. I like being around people. I like having friends. I like talking to people. I like, I love community. Um, you do. So I, I, Bob has a lot of people around him. A lot of people are always around Bob. Like people like being around you. So yeah, I, I like, and you know, and whenever I would, I would do the gig, I, mean, I would usually go to the gig by myself. Occasionally I would, I would pick up a friend on the way on the train, especially if they, if they were new to New York City and they want to ride the train and drag. But, um, but always after the gig, always sisterhood after the gig, pretty much. Ev- I mean, it was very rare that I would just leave a gig and go home. I was after pretty much, I mean, for years, I was hanging out with like one of my sisters, or 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 if not a whole group of us, at the diner, um, at uh, at another club. We'd leave our show, go to someone else's show, uh, catch a cab uptown yeah. together, or just hang out in the bar that we were working at. Kesha Cab, that's a great drag name. Kesha Cab. Kesha Cabs. Um, so do you do you Queen Sirius? Queen, oh, Queen Sirius. I thought they were saying they're out of drag name, Quintarius. But, but I might, again, I might be wrong. I thought she was saying Queen Sirius. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls has started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they serve millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Um, hi, Bob and Monet. Um, my name's Justin from Denver, Colorado. Um, so I just turned 29, and before I turn 30, I really want to leave the country and go somewhere outside of the U.S., um, but it's because... Um, it's awful here, and I need to see what the other rest of the world is like, and hopefully it'll be less awful. Anyways, um, since you girls are so worldly and traveled, I was hoping you could give me some suggestions of places that you think are very queer-friendly and would have um, just a very welcoming and, um, you know, a fun place to be for such a young soft 20 year old such as myself um thank you i think you're both amazingly funny um i am team monation though um but i still like no it's perfect 
We all, we all. Oh, I, also, also, someone's uh, Bob. Our our intersection of our fans. We're, we're just the mob, and I think that fits us very well. We're the mob, honey. I'll be naming. We. You what? I'll be naming the group of what it is. We be mobbing hoes. So. You know, I do travel a lot, but I want to be clear that I don't really pick, I don't really uh, do a lot in the places because usually when I'm traveling, we we go in for the show when we leave. With the exception of Brazil and Australia, I haven't spent a lot of time outside of the places because like when you go do the shows in Australia, the shows are on the weekends and you're just in Australia during the week. That's what it was with my first tour anyway, Within the Dark. I don't know. There's a lot of different promoters and uh, the same in Brazil. So I just spent a lot of time in Brazil. Um, and of course I was in, and of course I was in a lot of different places. I, from what I understand, Brazil is going through its own Donald Trump situation with its own politician who I think was even like worked in TV at some point as well. They took him out. They took him out. Um, Bolsonaro got, got, there's this, I, I believe there's a, dem, there's a, a not a Trump person. They had him and now they're going through it. So they going through their, but they're still dealing with him in some regard, kind of the way that we're still dealing with, uh, Donald Trump. In some regard, yeah. Um, and there was a there was a, a big homophobic uh, and and uh, racist, uh, specifically colorist push going on in Brazil. But I will say, when I was there, the gay nightlife in Brazil was so fun. It was so amazing. I felt I did not feel nervous to be gay on the street. That was me in my experience for where I was. I was in Rio de Janeiro. I was in Brasilia. I was in. I went to like five places. I can't remember the name of some of them. Um, but mainly Rio de Janeiro and Brasilia. Um, and and I, I found Brazil to be a really lovely place to be a, um, a, a, an out queer person. I've also heard that um, the Philippines are, is great for queer people. I've never been to the Philippines, but I've heard that the Philippines are great for queer people from what I understand. Um, and when I was in um, uh, London, I found London to be really lovely as well. For me personally, yeah. Um, I, I so I think a shorter list maybe because maybe because like the way I carry myself because of my persona or whatever. Like I I rarely go places and I I feel uncomfortable to be gay, um, or just to be me. And again, I wear pretty flamboyant femi clothes. I'm wearing literally a fucking onesie right now. And like I don't I don't I don't normally feel uncomfortable. Like I feel pretty good in places I go. Like, I don't to echo Bob, a lot, um, a lot of I, I've been to Asia, and a lot, a lot of the Asian, a lot of the Asian countries, I felt extremely like Korea. I felt great. Manila felt great. Tokyo felt really nice to go as a as as a as a, as a queer person. Um, uh, Australia, I I found Australia to be very 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 welcoming of queer people too. Like, there's literally um Bondi Beach in Australia in Sydney was really great, a very queer beach, like. I'm out there in my fucking bikini, um, living my life. Um, Mexico, I find Mexico. If you Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. If you want to take Mexico, is not too far away, and um, PV is a very, very, very queer friendly city. It is really, really, really nice. Oh, I think Bob's on the phone. Oh, um, Puerto Vallarta is a great, great, great dip into somewhere that is not America. That's pretty close by, and it's very. It's not it's not very Americanized, but there are a lot of American tourists that go there, and it feels very nice to go there. Tulum is also really nice. Um, I'm going to Iceland in December, so I can report back about Iceland how that is. But I heard Reykjavik, Iceland is very 
very, very queer as well. They have a whole um, company called Pink Iceland that kind of takes care of queer people when they go there. So, uh, yeah, those are places. I will say, and if you want to, if you want to go somewhere Caribbean, um, Barbados. Uh, Barbados is a country, literally, they have this whole initiative to invite more queer people to come to the island. So Barbados is a very, very, is becoming probably the most queer-friendly Caribbean place that you can go because of any, any, Thanks, any initiative. That had nothing to do with you. Literally nothing I'm to not, do with you. I'm not Bajan. I'm just saying, the Caribbean being, Saint, you could have made that for St. Lucia, but Rihanna did it for Barbados. And you could have yeah, done it. As one of the most powerful influential families in St. Lucia, you could have done this. <laughs> and you've actively chosen not to do this. For all the West Indians, all the Caribbean, you could have done this, but you chose not to. And what's your excuse for Atlanta and Clayton County? Atlanta pops off, honey. I went. I, I went to Clayton County, and a lot of people gave me eyes. That's you specifically, because they they know that you're. They know they know not to be in Nation in Atlanta. That's how. That's why. Anyway, that was a Monet so experience, honey. So those are my 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 wrecks. I would say Tulum, PV, um, Barbados, Manila. You said you're gonna give a shorter list. You your list is longer than mine. I named three places. Well, I'm giving them because I, I don't I don't know what your pockets look like, right? If you're trying to go if you're trying to go somewhere too, too um, not too far, you want to go Mexico is, is is good. If you've been saving up your coins and you want to like really splurge on a nice trip, I would say go to Asia. Like, you know that, that's fun. Go to Australia is also far away. Damn, go around the world. Go everywhere. <laughs> Carmen San Diego, the bitch is not Carmen San Diego. <laughs> if you're looking for somewhere in America, I would say we the most. I would say the most <laughs> I would say the 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 friendliest, queerest place in America you can go if you want to just go to America would be San Francisco. San Francisco is very gay. Been three more places. Very gay. Also, New York. This, New York is this is out of control. Also, you can leave the country while going to a Commonwealth. I want you to know that going to Puerto Rico is incredible. You don't you don't need, you don't need a passport, and they use U.S. dollars in Puerto Rico. This is true. Puerto Rico is very queer friendly as well. Yeah. I'm sorry, by the way. Just when I'm meeting myself just now, my 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 I think my my podcast equipment is showing up sometime soon. So, bitch, you acting like you acting like <laughs> you so I don't know how, but I, I, I a little birdie told me that <laughs> someone I I I have I have an inkling that my stuff might be coming soon. Like what? Bitch, bring this next question, bitch. <laughs> Let's play the next question, Jacob. Thank you. Hey, Monet and Bob, I hope you're doing well. I'm currently in a relationship that's four months old. We are now doing long distance. Um, And I wanted to know what should I do? Because in the beginning of the relationship, I texted a random person and he thought it was very friendly. So it caused him a lot of distress. And now he has my social medias, everything. And he like goes through my old chat logs with like maybe some exes that I still have lingering around. Not that I'm texting, just in the chat log. And they like, I don't know, like they like compare themselves with my exes and like say like, oh, you don't talk to me like that or descend a third. So I just want to know, like, what can I do to set clear boundaries? Because I really like this person and they're really cool, but it's like a little invasive. And I'm not sure if I'm really okay with that at heart. Thank you so much for whatever advice you give. Okay. Setting up. Having a relationship where your partner, you where, where is this precedent that your partner can go through your message and, go, and that is no way to build anything in a relationship. I feel like that is heading down the road towards disaster. It's not going to end well. Yeah, like that. It, it's for me, that is no way to build to build long lasting trust or to foster 
a vibe or a relationship that feels that you can be uh, super open and honest with each other, I think that's starting from a very toxic place. And I would really, I would highly recommend that you, that the boundary be like, you cannot go through my things and you cannot read my messages. Like that does not seem healthy and it's going to lead down to a word towards a breakup or something that's going to be very tumultuous and toxic later down the road. So I would, that would, my advice would be to stop that behavior, to nip it right now we're like this is not we're we're not we're not doing that and uh, a way to, to 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 help alleviate that fear or that insecurity that, that your partner might have is to talk about the things that they need to make them feel more secure in a relationship that may be a bit more communication like maybe at now like maybe like talk like uh, uh when you're going to a thing like just like being super open and honest about things that you guys may be doing but not giving not setting the precedent that they're allowed to go through your old messages and to see how you would say this to your ex-boyfriend so that they, so that they so that they can compare it to their experience that you're giving them now. I think that is not healthy and it's going to lead to a very bad situation later on. I think that um and I'm, I mean I'm, I'm an expert on my drag, of course. Um I think that um if your partner is going through your this is weird. But also, it doesn't seem like your partner is hiding that they're going through your stuff, but they're doing it and, it, and and it seems like you don't like it. And I know that sometimes it is hard to tell someone that you don't like that they're doing something after they've done it and you let it slide and now they just keep doing it over and over again, which is why I'm a firm believer in setting boundaries right away. It can be a little awkward that first time, but it's less awkward down the road when people start to respect your boundaries. Um, yeah, I, I think you need to have a strong conversation about about and ask them what, what those insecurities are. And, you know, comparing yourself to someone's ex, like you, it's a new relationship. And I don't know, I can't remember if you said four months or nine months. I couldn't quite hear what you said. Four months. Four months. Four months. And someone's like, well, you, you don't have like, like I talked to your ex. Well, okay. What if you, I, I was with my ex for nine months. So yeah, I'm going to talk to you different than I talked to my, I was with my ex for three years. You and I have been together for four months. Maybe we will get to an era when we do talk like I talk to my ex, or maybe we won't. Maybe that's not, maybe I don't want that kind of relationship again, which is why I'm not with my ex anymore. Maybe I don't want to, maybe I don't want to have a relationship with you like I have with my ex because we're not together anymore. I want this to be our own individual thing. Um, and, and, and it sounds like you need to set some boundaries, some, some clear and undeniable boundaries. I mean, I mean, I mean, you do say, so I have a friend who is in, they like they have each other's passcodes on their phones and they like do that all the time and she like that's her thing and like she says to you like they like they're like they they go through each other's phones the, the part of their thing, yeah they go through each other's phones thing is just going like, through each other's phones yes that's part of their thing like they go through each other's phones like go through each other's dms and like the, like that that's how they I mean, like jacob, they do that jacob and i i have jacob's password jacob has my password and like we, jacob and i we don't we don't safeguard our phones from each other um, but typically speaking, if Jacob is using my phone, it's like to order food or if I'm using his phone, it's to like look at pictures from a thing we did together. But but it's but you're not like you're not in bed, like let me let me see your phone, Jacob. Let me go through your DMs and see who you who you're talking to today. Like that's what they do. Like that's their thing. No, Jacob and I did not do that now. So and then when she said to me, like, I don't know, like I I don't I don't like that. But, but she, but but then she doesn't like it? Well, here's the thing, though. She says she doesn't, but I think that a part of her does like it. Like, she likes this idea that her I man... I believe women when I... Jesus Christ. 
She likes this idea that her man is like so protective over her. Like she loves that like machismo, very like macho like thing. So I think that some of her, she doesn't like it, but she likes the aspect that he's so protective of her. And Does he, she go through the and, DMs? Yeah, she goes through his as well. Does she like that? It's. I mean, yes. Like I'm assuming so. Yeah. But you, so you're. Oh, I shouldn't be doing. You know, it. she doesn't like going. You know, she doesn't really care for him going through her DMs, but you think she might like going through his. But I know the type of guy she likes. She likes toxic guys. She like she likes guys like this. She likes guys that be like, nah, 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 nah. My bitch ain't going through. This. She likes that. Okay, I, I wouldn't use them as a litmus or an example for what people. But I'm saying no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not seeing an example. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm posing the question. Like, is there aspects of you that like that likes that they care that much or that they are so invasive? Because that, because to you, that's showing that. They that they're really into you and they want to protect that. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just posing you, that question. I'm not saying. I don't, do you think what is that really about protecting the person you're with? Like if someone if someone tells their girlfriend not to dress in a certain way in public, is that really about protecting the girl or is it about protecting their ego because they don't want to be seen with a girl who dresses skanky? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I, I think it's, it's too far. I think, I think does it really have anything to do with like what are they what are they protecting her from? I think I think it's their ego. I think it's also their. I also feel like dudes that do that, they feel like they're thwarting off any type of any 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 anyone trying to holler at the girl or like make pass with the girl. I, I think so to them, what, controlling what, how their girlfriend that, dresses want, or their partner dresses is is shielding them from. What that. if? She, well, what are they protecting her from? What if she wants attention? What if she wants to be viewed as sexy in public? Right, I'm saying they, I mean, th th the protecting is not about what she wants. It's about their ego. And, like, they're protecting her. They, they feel like they're protecting her. Like, other dudes won't be trying to holler at their girl. I just don't think I can wrap my mind around being interested in someone who does that because it, it just sounds really uh, gross and upsetting to me. Like, I, I, I don't think that I have the, I don't, I, I can't even put myself in the mindset of someone who wants to be in a relationship with someone who is uh, doing that I literally, I li it literally can't, it doesn't make sense to me. I can't, I can't even make it make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've had a lot of girlfriends that have been in that situation, honestly. Or, and I mean, you're, you're like what you like. If you, if you want someone who's doing that, then I mean, who am I to judge you? I just, I just can't figure out what it is about that that is appealing personally. Do you like that? No. A little bit. No. Can you put yourself in that mindset? I mean, I could. I guess I could put. Oh, Jacob's coming. I mean, I guess I could. I guess I can see how why some people might like it, but also I can see why people might like crack. I know. I, I know. I don't want it. Well, I can see the appeal to crack. The, I mean, the upside to crack is is clear. You're high. You feel good when you're high. I think that for that thing, like, there's a type of there's a maybe in people in that situation, there's this rush, there's this sexiness that they feel. Like they feel, make maybe it makes them feel more desirable that oh my god my, my guy thinks I'm so hot that other guys are gonna hot. like maybe that's the thing too. What Jake? What you about to say, Jacob? Okay, if you die, Jesus, can do you want your partner to go through your messages? Like, do you in case there's like something in there like loose ends in your Instagram messages or like texts that need to be tied up? Or is like that's on your phone is your phone is gone. It's, it's I mean, I'll be dead. I mean, they, I don't think I will care what the fuck's. I'm, I really don't feel like I'm going to be on the other side looking at things. 
And I won't be able to be ashamed or embarrassed or anything because I will be as dead as a doorknob. So I really don't think I don't think of my afterlife and like what I'll be doing on the other side or how people will think of me because I I just won't care. I won't I'll I'll I'll, I'll be doing more than not caring. It's it's even more intense than I will be nothing in in terms of it. But I do think that um, the idea while I'm here, the idea of people learning more about me is interesting, good or bad. I mean that's all subjective and i would like for some i don't i don't want things to go to the grave with me i would like for things to become uncovered even even something i may have tried to hide i would like it if that, if that became uncovered you know um yeah i mean to tie loose ends i don't know what loose ends they might be to tie up and for part of me like opposite of bob i'm like maybe like leave this like mystery like this 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 mystique that people may, they may have wanted answers that, that they never get. That kind of speaks to me too. Even though I'm gone and I'm dead, that kind of, is, to me, that's kind of fierce. When you die, can we have your body exhumed to see if you had a BBL? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But no, then I won't be able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Well, you well, you got the BBL, so you can't go to a Jewish cemetery already. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll see. If you're in a Jewish cemetery, then we'll know you didn't get the BBL. Yes, I know. I'm gonna be right next to Jacob. Can you go to the Jewish cemetery? You have a boot job. I have tattoos too, so I, I can't go to the Jewish cemetery. I mean, different cemeteries have different rules, so theoretically, yes. And I'm going to the BBL cemetery. <laughs> who else? Who, who else is in the BBL cemetery? Well, uh, all of Black China's old workers in there. <laughs> is she Jewish? No, it's the BBL cemetery. I don't know what I meant. The oh, the, the Jewish BBL oh, cemetery. <laughs> The 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 JBBL cemetery. Got it. Yeah. Jewish Brazilian butt left. Got it. All right. <laughs> All right. Hi, Bobby Monet. I this question is similar to one you've answered. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Pause it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You start talking real fast because Bob also talking. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Play this. Play this motherfucking trick. I ain't, by the way, I am so you? hungry. I've not eaten all day. Why not? Well, I was asleep, and then I sat down in my bed, and I went to order Uber Eats, and Stockholm doesn't have Uber Eats. They probably what, have, what's happening? They probably have Deliveroo. So I, I was annoyed, and I was like, the idea of, like, leaving my room to go get food was exhausting, and then the idea of, like, downloading a new app was exhausting. So instead, I just uh, watched YouTube videos and ate every snack I could get in my hands on in the room. Like, I've had a bag of chips. I had three bananas. I've had... Um, the cho- the free chocolates, and I'm about to open up some fiddles, which is a uh, sweet, salt, sweet, spicy um, almonds, cashews, and peanuts. Let me say something. What you need to do is order you some dick in Stockholm. I had some of the best dick of my life in Stockholm. Oh no, no lie. How did you find it? Grinder. I went on a grinder um, date. The food on the day. Non-sexual grinder date, which I think I've only oh, done maybe Stockholm is also twice. Oh, Bobby's frozen. Uh, oh. the other night and wait wait say it again you were frozen I missed that I went, what? I went on a non-sexual grinder date which I've probably only done two times in my whole entire life ever how does that start rewind how does that start so I was on my brain literally cannot compute that I know I was on grinder and this guy was like hitting me up and he was like he he was like hey let's he was like we were, we were chatting and then he was like, "Do you want to go out?" And I was like, "He's like, do you want to? We, I can take you out on the town. I'm, I'm like a tour guide." And I was like, "Honestly, I don't really do. I don't do platonic connections on Grinder. I'm, I'm not really interested in that. So, no, thank you, to be honest." 
And then he was like, no, you're cute and we could hook up too. And I was like, okay. But it, then it was like raining and they were texting back and forth. And then it was, I was like, I'm not going out on a walk. It's raining outside. And then it, it like stopped raining. And then I had this, then I had a fucking cold sore. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do anything with you because I have a cold sore. Um, and then I was like, well, we're not, I'm not going to do anything with you because I have a cold sore. And, and, but I do want to, you're kind of cute. And total side note, he's 6'11. I was like, I gotta meet this hot. I was like, I gotta meet this six foot hot guy. So we, so I was like, so and I, I walked around Belgium with this six foot eleven guy. Hot. Did you, me uh, like creative? Oh. Did you see the dick? We didn't do anything. We did not do anything. We we brought pictures. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yes, and I'm yes, I have a picture of it. And it's it, it seemed quite proportional. <laughs> But we did not go to each other's room. We just we just walked around town. Six. I mean, I, I would I, I, six. Bitch, let me say something. I would put a damn. I would put a, a sheet on that fucking cold so I don't know, went to work. Okay. Someone else was like, I, I was, I was like, that's so shady. <laughs> yeah, girl. I, in Stockholm, I hooked up with this fucking beautiful guy because he was also a model. He was, he was, like, he's a, he. A, but at the time when we were in Stockholm, it was just like London Fashion Week or something. So we had just come back from Fashion Week. We were in Work the World, and then so we ended up with a meeting up on Grinder, and was one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. His dick was so beautiful. His body was immaculate. It was some of the best. It was, it was amazing. It was his, beautiful, beautiful. He came so fast though. I was like. Well, it must have been great for him. Not for me. I wanted to savor the flavor. You have your memories. Yeah. And, and, the, star, anyway. and the star option on Grinder. Next question. Hi, Bobby Monet. Sorry if this question is similar to one you've answered before. Uh, to give you some background, I've been with my husband for seven years. And earlier this year, we talked about an open relationship. And he was on a business trip. I did something dumb and I ended up cheating on him. Uh, this set us back quite a bit, but then we went to couples therapy, we worked on everything, and we actually ended up stronger than we were before. But during this time of communication, I realized that it wasn't an open relationship that I was yearning for, but a realization that a poly relationship is what I want. Um, and I actually met someone through work about two months ago, and we got pretty close. He has a boyfriend, they're in a poly relationship, and I just saw how that world really worked. And he ended up catching feelings, asking me out. Um, I didn't act on it and I ended up blocking him just because I could feel feelings grow too. But when I brought up the poly conversation to my husband, he said that we had to work on our communication first and it's gotten much better. And then I brought it up again to him about last month and he didn't respond with a single word. And I don't know if I'm starting to resent him for losing that other guy's friendship because I'm just the type of personality that I kind of cling on to people. So I had to end it right away. And I just don't know how to bring up the conversation a third time without pushing my husband further away. I love him, but I feel like I can love someone else in a different way. Um, so yeah, any advice would be nice. I was going to jokingly come in and be like, I don't believe in a relationship as a bit, but on a serious note, it just, it kind of sounds like you have some problems with communication and in, I would like to say that in any relationship, open communication is 
absurdly important. I cannot even express how important open communication is in any relationship. In a polyamorous dynamic, it that it, take it to the next level. Like you have to be communicating with each other openly and honestly. And it sounds like you kind of don't have that ability. Like you cheated on your husband and then you then instead of communicating with the guy, you just blocked him. And then yeah, it sounds like you it sounds like you're just having some it just doesn't sound like you're making wise decisions. It's like you're just making a bunch of bad decisions in a row and being like, why is this keep happening? This is crazy. Why is everyone mad at me? All I keep doing is the wrong thing on purpose over and over again. And I was talking to my mom today about people who do the wrong thing and they know it's wrong, but they do it anyway. And they just, I can't, I can't compute that. I cannot compute people doing wrong, knowing it's wrong, and then just straight up just doing it. Because typically for me, if I'm doing wrong, in the moment I found a way to justify it and it felt right to me. And then now I was like, oh, that wasn't right. You know? How about you, Mom? What way answer I'm gonna plug in my computer because it's dying. Um, every time I ask a question, y'all see he leave anytime I ask a question, right? Anyway. Um yeah, I think I agree with Bob. I think the communication piece is a in, in any relationship is super, super, super critical, honestly. And it is really it will it will make or break a relationship. Quite honestly, I I feel in my experience, um, and uh, it seems like just taking context clues while your partner kind of like avoiding and evading the topic when you want to talk about polyamory. It seems like your partner is not interested in polyamory, um, but I don't you don't know that for sure because you guys haven't really had the conversation. But that's what it seems like, right? You you try to bring it up three or four times now, and every time. They've they've dodged it, not answered, or moved on, or just ignored it completely. So it seems like it's not a conversation that they're willing to have, um, especially when they feel like you guys aren't secure and strong. Because if you are going to be polyamorous, you're you're inviting more players on the field. Like you, y'all need to be like foundationally secure first. And it seems like he doesn't feel like y'all are there, but you really want this connection with with, with this other person. So you're willing to work through that while inviting someone else in and i feel like that's like a that's a tall order to work on you and start to be polyamorous that's a whole lot going on like in one situation so i feel like the first step is to have a conversation and i think i think you can approach him seriously and be like hey like stop like i really want to talk about this thing british Spears, stop <laughs> literally like they keep on avoiding you so you're like hey like, this is where I'm at. Like, I'm feeling, like, not satisfied. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, this is not what you're saying. You're like, I'm feeling, like, not great here. And I really want to be polyamorous. And and I, 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 I really need this. And you're not talking to me. And it's making me want to pull away and not want to be here anymore. So I think you need to have that honest conversation with them. And then let them react honestly. You also have to be prepared for him being like, if you want to be poly, then you can. But not with me. Because that's not what I'm into. If you're already poly, go they, get a pocket, bitch. <laughs> they that might be the response so you have to you have to be ready for that answer that them being like if you want to be polyamorous then we're we can't be a thing and you love him and then but you've grown like y'all have been together for seven years you y'all are growing like you have grown into this person who wants to be open and polyamorous and maybe that's not what this partner can facilitate or wants to be a part of and that's okay as well so maybe y'all separating if you can't uh, uh, be with someone who does not want to be poly. I don't know if I believe in the notion behind uh, being like, because it's a, it's a common sentiment that I hear, which is like, I want to work on us and make sure that we're like perfect before we 
open up our relationship or before we do a polyamorous or thing. Because this notion of like making your relationship perfect or, or fixing your relationship in some way, it doesn't seem to uh, give way to the nuance that relationships are constantly being worked on. Like, it's, like, it, you're, like there's always something, there is always something to work on in your relationship. Um, but I'm, and I'm trying to think to myself, I mean, I, but I, but I get the, I get the idea behind it. That I, the idea behind it makes sense. But I don't know that it actually in practice, I don't know that it works in practice because it, when you hear the idea, like, I just want to make sure we're right before we do anything. And it's like, maybe this is part of why you're not right. Well, I disagree. I think that I don't I don't think perfection is what you're striving for, but I think that you want to work on communication. Cause like if you and I are not communicating, which inviting someone else in that's adding more people, there's gonna be even worse communication and it's gonna end badly. So I think that when they say, like, I want to work on us and maybe work on our work, work on our communication, work on our finance, like different aspects of relationship, not to get them perfect, but to get them to a place where they're functioning properly. Because if, if they're not functioning properly, then inviting your boyfriend and my boyfriend in, and now it's four of us, and bitch, we ain't talking, and that like that's just going to really exacerbate the issue. I mean, that's as someone who's been in this situation before, that wasn't the case for me. Maybe it's the case for someone else. But it also might just be a core problem in your relationship in general. And I think that the point of your relationship should not be to try to make it exist in a vacuum. You have to be with your partner and be in the world at the same time. So that's so for me, that's kind of like saying like, well, I just got I, I just got the relationship. So I don't want, I don't want to start a new job because I want to work on this relationship. So bringing this new job in and now to split my time, my mind between this job and my mind between this relationship, or saying like I don't want to pick up new hobbies because I'm starting this new relationship. I think that I can well, me personally, I can work on the relationship and work on a different relationship with my mother, with my boss, with my uh, employees, with my you know, whatever, my professors going to school, whatever, at the same time. Um, but maybe that's because I'm I'm just someone who can multitask. But I, because, I, you know, I mean, me and Jacob's relationship is, has never been perfect. But when me and Ezra started dating, um, me and Jacob were still working through stuff. And we we just, it, 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 it worked. And I, I don't think that it made us any weaker. I think that, if anything, it just, it just made us stronger. Only thing that ever put a dent in me and Jacob's armor was... The quarantine and spending the first time we ever had to spend uh 24 hours together in a row for like four months straight we were like this is crazy we've never around this much that was the only thing that, that but that was the thing that's just that's just us specifically obviously my, my sentiment is not common i think what i'm saying is a very uh uh it's, it's not a uh common take so maybe i'm i'm maybe i'm wrong on this but I also think I also think uh, there are some people who do take on that job and the relationship thing, and both things suffer, right? Like they're not they're performing poorly at work, and their relationship is suffering. I think that is a case by case situation. I think some people know what they need. Like I'm all about people trusting like what they need to make their thing work. Some people can do the job, and do the and do the piano class, and do the recital, and do the relationship, and make them all function. And some people have to compartment like cannot do it all together. They need to be like I need to just do this job and this guy. I can't take on the piano class too, and the only thing too, because my brain just, I, 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 all things are gonna be bad. So I think that each, it's it's a case by case situation. As a reiteration, I am just talking about myself. This is for me. I'm not talking about what anyone else in the world should be doing with their time, their business, and their relationships. But if my relationship can't exist in the world while the world is also existing simultaneously, then that says a lot about my relationship. If I if I have to pause the world to work on my relationship or pause my interaction with 
the world to work on my relationship, that then for me, that says a lot about my relationship and our ability to, to go forward together. Relationships are tough, girl. They're fucking hard. Like a like that Swedish dick hair. Had it for three minutes. All right, Jake, let's get our last question. <laughs> it was seven. Inches or minutes? This is a lame question, but not it. I'm just no lame questions. Very busy people. Jake, are you Pat started from the top? Now I had to miss the whole question. That was lame. <laughs> Hi, Bob and Monet. This is a lame question, but I'm just wondering how you two very very busy people stay organized. What are your tips and tricks? Do you use any apps? Any like tools? Um, or are there any really good routines that help you stay organized for the day or the week? Would love to hear it. Thanks. Um, I think one organ organization tool that really helps, just because it helps me visualize things. I'm I'm a uh, uh, I'm I am a kinesthetic learner, but with something like a schedule, obviously, like I mean, writing it down would be that, but I don't do that. Is a Google Calendar. Like having like the night before, being able to have a calendar that has. Everything I'm doing from the time I'm supposed to wake up to go to bed, like even like little things like post this thing or send this email, like mm -hmm. I'll put little things like that in my thing. So I know that this email I've been having to send for like three days and I keep them forgetting to do it. I like put it as an as an item in my schedule. So I see like the 14 things I need to get done today, like are all at different times and like on the schedule throughout the day. That really, really, really helps me function and again i also have the uh the added benefit of a personal assistant that that helps me do that and a whole management company that helps me organize my my gigs and my work and an agency so like i have other tools that normal like every that the everyday person might not have to help stay organized but um from my personal things like everything like even like things like make like i'll put like at 115 today i have to call prolate to set up my appointment to do to for my laser hair for next like so, so like every little thing that i have and as soon as i even hanging out with friends i put in the calendar like i'm going out to dinner tomorrow so like i put everything so that i don't forget and even with that there's still things I, I mess up and i and i there are there are lots of times that i am unorganized and something someone will text me like at three o'clock like hey girl are we still meeting i'm like uh yeah so like things slip through the crack but i think that having things slip through the cracks but i think that having a calendar with every little thing on there, every detail is very helpful for me. So I don't know who told you I was organized, but I I certainly, you know, it's really funny. Like, I'm not a neat freak. My home is lived in. It's not like destroyed. It's not messy, but my home is like, I don't live in, you know, you have friends who their home is like a magazine or a hotel and everything is so like meticulously bit by boop. There'll be like a hat here and a thing there and you might, there might be like, you know, uh, a, uh, the, the PlayStation remote will be on the table for like three days, even if no one if, in a weird place, if no one's moving it or using it or something like that, I might leave a suitcase in the hallway overnight or something. Um, but I always remember where things are, which is so crazy for people who come to my home and they're like, you there's no way you could possibly know where that one thing is. And I'm like, it is it's over there under that thing by the next thing. Except when people start fucking moving my shit around, that shit drives me crazy. Putting this, putting my stuff where, where they think it should go. Oh, Bob would want this over here. Um, I also use a, I use Google for everything. Google calendar, Google drive, Google, uh, sheets. Uh, I have a, my, my, my watch is a Samsung watch. So my phone, my watch is always telling me you got a thing coming up. 
Um, I also put everything in my calendar. Every step I take, I put it all in my calendar so that I will not, so that I won't miss anything. And that helps me tremendously. I can't even express how much I rely on Google calendars. It's kind of crazy, actually. Google calendar is dope. It's really dope. Money, do you think that you're um, more organized than most people? Um, I don't know how to gauge that. I really don't know. Because like for my life, I mean, for most people in my same field or most people doing what I we, we what we do, I'm going to say I'm average. Like everyone seems to be doing the shit they need to do and getting, getting where they need to be on time. I mean, I don't know if I can know. I, I, I don't know how to gauge that. I really don't. Do you crave organization? I do love organization. I love to, I love cleanliness, tidiness, organization. Like when I'm in like a clean space, I feel like I can think. If I'm if if I if I'm like if I'm in a space that's not clean and like tidy, like I feel like I feel like my I feel like my brain can't think. Like I, I feel like I can't I can't get anything done. What's the difference between clean and tidy, right? Like my place can be clean but not tidy, and I'm still fine. See, I, I I disagree. I think something can be tidy. If something is if something is clean, it's tidy. If something is tidy, it may not be clean. Like clean is like there's no dust on the thing, and like like to, to me that's clean. Tidy is everything is organized in its right place, but it can still be it's, it can still be. Uh, yes, you can have one and not the other. You can be clean you just and tidy. Said the same thing, but you disagreed for some reason. Wait, what did you say? I said clean and tidy aren't the same things. A place can. Be, oh, I thought you, I, I just said they are. That's what I was like. Wait, what? A place can be clean but untidy. No, but I, that, that's where we disagree. Oh, you don't think if you're clean, you don't think a place can be untidy and clean? Like for example, if I clean your home and everything is scrubbed and clean, and I just push all the pillows around, it's clean. It's just not tidy. See, that's not clean to me. Like when you have a when cleaners definition of clean. When cleaners come, they're cleaning. They 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 clean and tidy the place. Even imagine you hire a cleaner. They, 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 imagine. Imagine, imagine, imagine a cleaner comes and they clean everything and they leave everything. Then, bitch, you didn't clean. No, I, I understand the pro the the process of hiring a cleaner, but I think there's there's they're cleaning your place and they're tidying your place, and when you the cleaning is one part and the tidying is a separate is a separate thing. They're two separate things. Right, and I so and my point, point is, if I clean your litter box, I clean the whole thing. It is crystal clean, but I leave it in five pieces. It's not tidy, but it is clean. So, Mona, you you were saying tidiness is a part of cleanliness. Yes. So they are both the same thing. Yes. They're different, but they're linked together. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Whereas, if, I, if I clean your litter box, but I leave it in five pieces, is it not clean? It is clean. So clean and tight are two different things. Like, like if, I, if I vacuum your couch, is Monet frozen or am I frozen? Oh. So like if, if I clean your couch and I shampoo it and I tie it, but I but I but I leave it out to dry and all the pieces are just all around the living room and I and I clean the 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 throw that goes over it, but it, it, the throw is still in the washing machine, the pillows are on the porch drying off, and the couch is upside down. It is clean, it's just not tidy. I guess, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So I, that's what I say. Like my, my clean is my house, my home is uh, is is clean and tidy usually, especially when when the cleaning lady comes over and, and cleans it and tidies it. But then after a while, oh no no no, you you never said clean and tidy before. So she comes and clean. Now you're trying to add a little caveats. No, I'm not adding a caveat. I'm, I'm making the conversation make sense. She for you. Are you, are you? Do you think that my my cleaning lady comes over and doesn't tidy my home? 
No, I'm saying, but I've never heard you say, oh, she's going to come and clean and tidy. So the clean lady's coming over to clean. It's for the sake that's of, that's for the, I'm, I'm saying, like, in colloquially. I'm saying, it for, I'm saying colloquially. for the sake of this conversation, I'm telling you what she's doing. I'm not I'm not switching my words up. I would normally say she came and she cleaned. Well, I'm saying colloquially. Like, when you say someone's coming to clean, they're doing both. That's why I lump them together. Like, rarely when you say someone's coming to clean, you expect they're going to clean and leave everything uh, untidy. Like, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. We're not, I don't think we're saying different things, but you keep disagreeing with me for some reason. Well, because you're saying they're separate things, but my point is that colloquially they're the same thing. Like, when you say someone's coming to clean, or you say I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning up, you're cleaning and tidying. That's what the bus... Yes, sure. That. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not even arguing. I don't, I don't know who you're arguing with. I'm not arguing that. I'm not saying that's not true at all. I'm just saying that the word clean and tidy kind of refer to different things, but cleanliness in the house, yes, refers to, to tidiness. <laughs> this is such a sibling rivalry conversation. <laughs> well, I'm not, dis- I'm not disagreeing with you, but you keep acting like I am, which is, which is wild. Oh my God! Okay, what's the next thing? We don't have what we said. We don't. We, we have literally two minutes left in the podcast. There's there's no next thing. That was that was that okay, was that well, was the very last thing. I had a lot of fun talking to you today. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking about starting to um save up. Well, I'm not actually not going to, but a lot of hotels have their uh name on the pins, and I kind of want to like collect a bunch of pins from hotels, but I actually don't want to carry pins around. I like that there's something around taking something, and I like like matchbooks. Have you seen these? Matchbooks. People who collect matchbooks. Match like match like a matchbox. A matchbook, not a matchbox. I don't know what a matchbook is. A matchbox is when it's a box, and a matchbook is when it flips over, and then you tear the match, and then you strike it by by holding the thing against the back. Got it. I don't know. People have still who still themselves that. Well, it's not really like a thing about selling, but back in the day, most places would just have ma- a matchbook, like because like everyone smoked, because more people were smoking, and you if you need to go outside for cigarettes, you like you have a matchbook, and then you just have these like collectible matchbooks that people would collect, which seems kind of dangerous to collect, but I feel like a pin is kind of cute, and I realize a lot of these hotels they have they have cute pins. <laughs> Why is this so funny? Cause you just you see you're such a peculiar person. I love it. I don't understand what's so peculiar about me. You act like you act like I'm the oddest bitch walking planet Earth all the time. <laughs> Bob, you're pretty odd. What makes me so odd? You're the bitch of like I love walking in parking lots. Oh, I just love walking. Like that is a peculiar thing for someone to say. I just love walking in parking lots. Well, if you think about it, it's not when you hear it, but when you actually think about it and break it down, it's not that peculiar. I like to get my steps in. But you don't get lost in the parking lot. You can cover a lot of area, and you can go shopping. So walking in the parking lot is no different than is. Is it really much different than mall walking? <laughs> mall walking, just so we're clear, is a weird people who are like career mall walkers. That's fucking weird. It is peculiar. No, no one's a career mall walker. You don't mean you can career a mall walking. It's a community based thing. That is weird. Mall walking is not weird because you don't do it as weird. Cause you don't do it, you don't. Cause you don't do it as weird. Can y'all please comment below if you think mall walking is a peculiar activity, as along with parking lot walking? Well, mall- so, okay, just start, 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 start a little parking lot walking in crew. Start, start a parking lot walking team. Starting a mall walking crew. Me and Kim are going to start a mall walking crew. Actually, me and Kim talked about starting a mall walking crew. And the reason why you mall walk is because you don't want to be in the sun or you don't want to be in the cold. Like you don't want to be in the elements, but you want to get your steps in, and you can go shopping. 
and there's camaraderie. You meet people. Honestly, if I was, I might join them all. I might join, if there's the LA Mall Walker group, I might join y'all. I love mall walking. <laughs> I've I I never been mall walking. I mean, I've walked in malls by myself, but I never joined like a mall walking crew. And it just seems honestly really fun. There you have it, y'all. If you were in LA, part of a mall walking, Bob will be back here in like two years. So maybe someone can start one. Maybe I'll start. The... Maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll start my own mall walkers in LA. <laughs> and then as I travel, I can just walk in different malls around the world. Yeah, true. Oh, that sounds really fun. Actually, I can schedule my little walks with people. But I don't get... <laughs> but then if like it ended up being a meet and greet, we wouldn't actually. It wouldn't be about the walking. It'd be about like. Bob, take a picture and sign it. I, I wanted to be about the walking. Like it has to be about the walking, right? And we have to have a camaraderie based around walking, not based around like RuPaul's Drag Race. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever think about those kind of things? Like you want to do something, but then you, but then you're afraid it won't be about the thing. Oh, for sure, all the time. What's this monochromatic thing you got going on? It's my. So I've been really. So I'm sorry. I'm going to start an Amazon storefront. I get complimented a lot. On my gym attire, and I want to like do like little videos showing my little gym attire. What can say, Miss Gemma? Gym attire. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. So I have like one of my little onesies that went to the gym. <laughs> and that's Patreon. You wear this gym? Well, I, I, I'm un I'm undone right now because I'm at home. But I like I wear like tucking panties. This is wild. Why? You tuck at the gym? Yes. Ooh, I, that seems uncomfortable. Yeah, it seems like I mean, I do, I do, I do full two-hour shows, splitting, jumping, kicking in the same thing. That's not weird. Okay, what's your butt routine? What do you do? Funny, you should ask. Oh, I literally did an exercise. <laughs> what do you say? Pick up the phone. Call Doctor Miami. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking bitch. Um, wait, don't we have to do a rivalry? We should save this for rivalry. Uh, well, here's the thing. Because Bob doesn't have his mics, I was going to just do one episode. Okay. The mics so might be here, actually. That. I think I got a call while we're here. So let's just end this episode. So okay. y'all, thank you all so much. Well, I, I have to be done by 2 o'clock, and it's 140, 1.20 already. Well, then, bitch, let's never do it. Let's yeah, never do anything. When you were the one talking about the next episode of Rivalry, bitch. Uh, yeah, I, I, as you said, I was like, oh, it's 1.20. I'm, I'm, I have to be done by 2 o'clock. I, have to be I don't think we have time for a full episode. We have another recording scheduled for tomorrow, so I don't think we. Well, then go go do whatever your fucking two o'clock. We can also do a Patreon exclusive for the like twenty. Go minutes. do whatever your little two o'clock thing is. We're gonna do, wait. So we're just keeping this one going, Jacob. Let's do a little Amazon going. storefront on, at two o'clock. Jacob, Jay's Jay's gonna uh, color correct it all in one thing. Anyway. Let's do let's do, a, let's do a concise wrap up, and then we can move to a Patreon exclusive. Um. All right. There you have it. Did the patron, did, did, did our listeners just listen to all that jazz? They they did and uh, it's it's come to the Patreon if you want to hear about Monet's butt workout. Yeah, bye everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, "Thank God I didn't try to do that myself." <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.